We had a uh, something come up in Bible study down there uh, Wednesday night. Brother Mike uh, brought it up, and I'd like to look at that. And uh, it was on the Transfiguration, and had many questions about that. We talked about, it, but I'd like to go ahead and talk about this morning. And I guess I'll title my lesson: "Hear ye Him." Hear ye him. And we'll go, uh, we'll read about that first in Mark chapter 9, and then we'll go to Luke. Uh, they say uh, pretty much the same thing, but a couple things, uh, uh, one brings out a little different, a little more than the other. But as we think about the Mount Transfiguration and what took place there, it was up on a mount. So what was the purpose of it? Uh, where the Lord was there and, and the two others came uh, there and appeared and the three disciples was there to see that. So what, what was the purpose of that? That's what the question was at Bible study. And something else I hope I don't uh, leave out. So if we picture the three of them there and the three disciples seeing this, it said that they were talking. The Lord and the two uh, transfigured there with him, they were talking. Wouldn't it be wonderful to know what they were talking about? So we see those, and, and we'll read it in, in two different places, and you know the, the brightness of our Lord and, and his garments and everything, and those two uh, Old Testament uh, saints were talking, but what were they, what were they talking about? And again, we're blessed uh, that the scripture reveals that to us. And, uh, and so the two that, was, uh, that came down was transfigured there with him as he was transfigured was Elijah and Moses. So why, why those two uh, individuals? There's a lot of other people in the scriptures, but Elijah and Moses, why, why were they uh, uh, there? What was the purpose of that? So let's go to Mark uh, chapter 9, and we'll read this, and then we'll go over to Luke uh, chapter 9. Mark 9, and uh, verse, starting in verse 1. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There be some of them that stand here who shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. What's that talking about? So some of them are not going, they're going to not taste death till the new Jerusalem comes down. They see that kingdom. You think that's what it's talking about? Well, the new Jerusalem hasn't come down. Those disciples are dead. So don't think it's that. Verse two, and we will have answers to this, by the way, Lord willing. And after six days, Jesus uh, uh, taketh with him Peter, James, and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain, apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His, his appearance and everything was, was changed. And his raiment became shining, exceedingly white like snow, as no fuller, fuller on earth can whiten them. And there appeared unto them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. So uh, even the fact that's mentioned, 
They were talking with Jesus. I mean, it's important. And, and, and the fact that's revealed to us, we'll see it uh, in, in Luke. The fact that it's, it's revealed to us is just such a blessing. But here, it even goes to, the, to say, and they were talking. You'd think that's not important, but it is. Because what they said. What, they were, what the subject of the discussion. Now, we don't have every word. But we have the subject of what they were talking about. Uh, verse 5 and Peter answered and said to Jesus master it is good for us to be here let us make three tabernacles one for thee one for Moses one for Elijah and you would think well, that's a good idea but we'll see no that's not uh, that wasn't for he knew not what to say for they were very much afraid and there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. So here was this, here was this uh, uh, cloud that, that came over them. And a voice came out of there saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And again, that's, the, that's actually the title of our lesson, Hear Him or Hear Ye Him. Verse 8, And suddenly... When they had looked round about, they saw no man anymore, except Jesus only with themselves. And as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen. Until the Son of Man were risen from the dead. So they said, don't, don't tell anybody about this until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And they kept that saying to themselves, questioning one another what the rising from the dead should mean. So certainly these three disciples didn't understand uh, everything at this time. And what, what's this rising from the dead? Don't, don't tell anybody about this till he rises from the dead. What's, uh, what's he talking about? Again, is he talking about, uh, and of course they wouldn't have had this information yet. They had the Old Testament, but. Was he talking about when the New Jerusalem comes down and he risen from the dead, and then, and then we tell? So, so we have a lot of a lot of information here. This should cause us to ask questions and, and seek those answers. But they kept a saying, and you know what should this rising from the dead? What should that mean? And certainly, it is very important. But they didn't understand yet at, at this time. So now let's go to Luke chapter 9, and we'll try to uh, see some things. And, and by God's grace, uh, he'll reveal some things to us. Luke chapter 9. And again, this is the same event, just some, some things slightly uh, uh, described differently or maybe a little more. And let's start in verse 27. But I tell you of a truth, there are some standing here who shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. So we started out that way. So some here, they're not going to die till they see the kingdom of God. Again, so is that when the new Jerusalem comes down? Well, where are these three brethren then? Well... I actually, I 
we know three of went to the Mount of Transfiguration, but he was talking to more than three there at that time. But what's he talking about? They, till they see the kingdom of God. So they're not going to come down till, or not going to, uh, they'll, they'll be in, in, in the rapture. They'll still be here, be in the rapture when they see uh, the new Jerusalem and everything. Is that what it's talking about? Well, no, it, it can't be talking about that. But what it's referring to is the transfiguration that we're going to see, that we read about. When they saw him and, and his countenance was changed and his garments was, was, was bright and glistening and everything. And so that was a, a, a preview of this kingdom of God. And when we go look at the new Jerusalem and everything, how, what's, what's Jesus look like there? The light glistening and so forth? So, so what he's referring to here, not when he comes, not in New Jerusalem, but what was going to take place uh, just a few days from then, uh, six or eight days, they were going to see this transfiguration, and, and, uh, and certainly they wouldn't taste death until after that took place, when they saw the, the kingdom of God. And... Uh, Let's see, 28. And it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, they took Peter, John, James, went up uh, into a mountain to pray. So he, he took with him uh, three men. Why Peter, James, and John, I, I, that hasn't been revealed to me. But it took three. Well, why did it take three men? They was going to see something, wasn't they? And can't we look in the scriptures in the mouth of two or three witnesses? So I believe that's why we had three there. Uh, or at least one of the reasons we had three in the mouth of two or three witnesses, it shall be so. So uh, he took these, these three men and uh, as witnesses to what they was going to see. Now, they wasn't going to witness wasn't going to spread this abroad until after Jesus resurrected because he told him not to. Uh, now, we will see that Peter, if you have a, a page marker you may hold here, that Peter did refer back to this. Again, Peter, Peter James, and John will read something where Peter kind of referred back to this. And I'd like you to read that in 2 Peter chapter 1. Again, hold your place here. We'll be coming back to here if you're uh, turning with me there. Second uh, Peter chapter one, and uh, so this is Peter who saw this. He was an eyewitness. He saw this transfiguration there. The Lord and Moses and Elijah. He saw that. So now uh, later on, which is about I guess sixty-five years or something like that. Uh, we have this written and recorded, and he refers back uh, to, to what he saw there. And verse 12, he says, uh, And to whom it was revealed uh, that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look upon. 
Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the... Wait a minute. I said Second Peter. I'm in First Peter, and that just doesn't look just right. So now, I don't know where you were, but I know that I wasn't where I wanted to be. So Second Peter chapter 1... Usually I can, those numbers, I can, that small, I can take care of those numbers without taking my shoes off, but this morning maybe not. So 2 Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 12. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and are established in the present truth. Yea, I think it fitting as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. So he's going to be referring back to some of these things. And he says, as long as I live, uh, I think it's, it's important that I stir you up with this remembrance of, of this. 14. Knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunning devices, fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Said so we, uh, uh, we not followed after cunning devices and fables and things like that. We were eyewitnesses to these things. And again, he said, I don't want to be negligent in reminding you of these things. As long as I'm in this tabernacle, this is what I want you to know. Uh, for he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him uh, from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. So it refers to, to different things. But anyway, Peter referred back to this, uh, this event that took place there. And he says, I, I don't be negligent. I want you to be in remembrance of this. And as long as I'm in this tabernacle, this is what I, I want you to know and want to, to uh, share. So now back in Luke and uh, 28. 9 and 28, by the way. Uh, and it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. So he, he took these three and went up to a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his countenance was altered. And his raiment was white and glistening. You know, Matthew had just, or I mean, uh, uh, Mark had a slightly different uh, uh, view of that. In other words, it was whiter than any fuller could ever make anything white. And here it's described that his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistening. Again, this is a preview of the kingdom of God. And, and again, if you go read in Revelation, uh, in, in the uh, uh, New Jerusalem, certainly he's the light there. So it's a preview of that. Uh, and again, that's what Peter was referring to as well. And then in verse 30. And behold, there talked with him two men 
who were Moses and Elijah. Why? Why Moses and Elijah? You say, well, why not? Well, okay, <laughs> this was God's decision, but think about it a little bit. A lot of times we ask questions and just pass on without really studying, okay, what, why? So why Elijah and Moses? I mean, had this been, let me speak as a fool for a moment, had this been your decision, you've got three disciples here, uh, Peter, James, and John, and you're going to have the Lord transfigured with two Old Testament figures, who would you have picked? Of course, Elijah and Moses is the right answer. It's the one the Lord picked. But think about it for a minute. Could have picked for, for these three disciples to see and for us to see in this day and age. Could have picked Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve could have told us about what it was like in the garden before they fell. That'd been nice to hear. Adam and Eve could have told us about how God covered their nakedness with animal skins. Well, that had been, that'd been a nice thing to hear, uh, for the disciples even to hear. Could have Cain and Abel. Abel telling his story. And why Cain uh, killed him. By the way, the reason Cain killed Abel, because Abel's work was righteous and, and uh, Cain's wasn't. But anyway, we, so we could have had that. I mean, that's important stuff. That's valuable stuff, but it didn't. Could have had Noah there, telling about Noah and the ark and all the things. Didn't. Could have had Job you know, all the things that Job went through and, and all the things that Job went through and we studied that uh, a wonderful study for me and, and at the end Job said, well, I, I, I'd, uh, I'd heard of God but now mine eyes seeth him. Through all those things Job's understanding was open that much. What a valuable thing. Could have had Job didn't. Could have had Abraham. My goodness. To hear Abraham talking with the Lord. The things that Abraham could have, could have uh, said. The, uh, uh, the promise and everything uh, given to Abraham. So many things that Abraham could have had. Valuable things. But didn't. Melchizedek. Don't read a lot about Melchizedek, but boy, I'd like to, I'd like to hear some things. We know it's a king and priest and type of Jesus Christ, of course, but could have been. Could have been Isaac. My goodness, what a, what a story Isaac would have had. Isaac could have said, yeah, I was uh, laying on, on this uh, uh, wood for the sacrifice and, and ready to have my blood uh, shed. And over here was a ram. Caught in those thickets. And I was taken off and the ram was put there in my stead. Could have been Isaac. Could have been Jacob. 
Jacob and Esau, Jacob telling his story. And Jacob, of course, changed to, his name changed to, to Israel. Could have been the 12 sons that makes up Israel. Could have been King David. Solomon. But it wasn't. The Lord and his infinite wisdom, Moses and Elijah. That's what he wanted those three disciples to see. That's what he wanted you and I to see and understand. So now let's read uh, in verse 30 and 31. And behold, there talked with him two men who were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. So this is who it was. And this, you know, we read in, in uh, Mark that they were talking. The three of them were talking in, in, in there. I'm not sure where to say in there. But the three of them were talking at this transfiguration. They were talking. This tells us a subject. Tells us what they were taught. Not every word, but tells us the subject. And the subject was they spoke of his decease, which he accomplished at Jerusalem. So, Rhonda, what were they talking about? They were talking about his crucifixion. Not, I don't think it was just that little snippet, yeah, he's going to be crucified. I think it was the whole thing. What the crucifixion was, what it paid for. That's what they were talking about. Which... The disciples this time still had trouble understanding, didn't they? They didn't really understand and, uh, at this time very much. Uh, what Peter would know, you're not going to die over my dead body. But they had trouble understanding this. But they talked about the conversation, if we can picture it. Elijah, Moses, and Jesus Christ. And they talked about Jesus' death and crucifixion that was going to take place. And I don't think it was just that. I think it was the purpose, the magnitude of the importance of that, what it paid for. So that was a, that was a discussion. Verse 32 but Peter and they that were with him were heavy asleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. So they saw his, they saw his glory. They saw as he was going to appear in his kingdom. This is a preview of that. That's what they were, that's what he said. He said, somebody's going to see this. And this is what they were going to see. It wasn't they was going to live to the new Jerusalem come down. This is what they were going to see. 33. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, that Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. One for each. Again, you might think, well, that's, yeah, that'd be a good thing. So what he's saying, okay, we'll, 
will worship each of these. Elijah, Moses, and Jesus will build three tabernacles. We'll worship all three of them. Here they are transfigured in front of us and everything. So that, Peter said that maybe that's what we should do. But he didn't, he didn't know what he said. So what he's saying, well, let's, let's listen to Elijah. Let's listen to Moses. Let's hear what they have to say. But going back to verse, but is that what the Lord wanted? Is that what the Lord required? Oh, no, not at all. 33 again, and it came to pass as they departed from him that Peter said to, to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he thus spoke, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And it says, while they thus spoke, I've got a kind of a bad habit when people are talking and they, you know, they're talking about something and they're saying something, and, and I'm not sure. So I've got a bad habit, and I'm not sure if it's, it's one or two reasons. I want to go ahead and, 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 in other words, go ahead and, and comment on what they were saying to show that I'm engaged. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And I, so I go ahead and sometime maybe cut off those last couple words. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. The second reason might be, if I don't say it now, I'm going to forget it. So anyway, I've got kind of a bad habit of doing that, cutting them off. But I think that's what happened here. I think that's exactly what happened here. In verse 34, while he thus spoke, Peter said, I'll build three tabernacles. Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. And while these, these words were still in his mouth, and I think he was cut off like I had the bad habit of cutting people off. It says, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered the cloud. So I believe they understood this cloud was the presence of God. I'm trying to think of an example, I've been up on Clingman's Dome down in Tennessee and those clouds, it's always bright and everything there. It's not uh, dark and scary clouds, but it's kind of, you know, go, you're going up or the clouds coming down and you kind of maybe feel this presence or whatever. But anyway, so this was uh, a very traumatic thing. While he thus spoke, there came a cloud. In other words, Peter says, let's build these tabernacles for Moses and Elijah. And again, I think he was cut off. And here's this, this cloud that was, was terrified. They were, uh, they were greatly feared and they were terrified. David, you mentioned... You reminded us, as we look to Almighty God, we look at grace and as our Heavenly Father. I remember a time 
that I didn't see him as my heavenly father. And I feared, terrorizing fear. Now, there's a reverential fear, and Debbie, your dad, talks about that. A reverential fear, a respect and affection mingled with awe. And then there is a terrorizing fear. They had the terrorizing fear. I had the terrorizing fear because all I saw was God. The uh, 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 creator of all things and so forth. And I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't see him as my loving Heavenly Father. And it took a while and the Lord brought me as an adult uh, to this church that uh, Brother Don and Brother Austin both began to paint the picture, not just a terrorizing God, but loving Heavenly Father. We've all uh, fathers that, that gave what they could, uh, but here's a limitless Heavenly Father. So I don't believe they saw it. They were terrified at that time. They just, just said, let's build a tabernacle for Elijah and Moses. And here's this cloud. And they were afraid. They were terrified. And then out of this cloud, and I believe we'll just look at it as the presence of God, in verse 35. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Boy, there's so much in this. So much in this. So we had these uh, Moses, Elijah, and the Lord. And Peter, let's build. We want to hear. Let's build a tabernacle too for uh, uh, Moses and, and Elijah. And, and so we'll hear and we'll listen to them as well. And he was cut off. Here's this cloud. They were afraid. I was afraid. But listen to the comforting words in verse 35. And, and this verse, verse 35 uh, really tells us the purpose of this whole transfiguration. Verse 35, and there came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. That's the title of our lesson, hear ye him. This is my beloved son, hear ye him. Don't build a tabernacle for Moses. Don't build a tabernacle for Elijah. So this, this cloud came over them, which was the presence of God, and said, This is my son, hear ye him. Listen to him. Don't build a tabernacle for Elijah uh, uh, and, and listen to him, and Moses and listen to him. This is my beloved son, hear ye him. That's what he's telling them. That's what he's telling us. Moses represents the law of Moses, of course. Elijah represents the prophets. So we have the law and the prophets uh, represented here. Uh, in Hebrew chapter 1, Hebrew chapter 1, 
So again, we had, uh, we had the three there. But what did God say who to listen to? This is my beloved son, hear ye him. Not talking about the law, not talking about the prophets. Hear ye him. So Hebrew uh, chapter 1 and verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Well, of course he did. We had the prophets and, and, uh, and, and Moses, of course. And that's, he spoke to them that way. But now, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And we can talk more about the Son. But in the Old Testament, he spoke to them by the law and the prophets. They didn't really understand. But here, this is my son, hear ye him. Is what he told them and is what he's telling us. Hear ye him. So, do we look to the law and the prophets? Oh, there's a law. Well, let me just say it this way. The law and the prophets if the Lord opens our eyes to it, tells us about him, tells us about Jesus Christ. If he opens our eyes to it, if he doesn't open our eyes to it, it tells us something else. So, the law and the prophets. But he says, you hear Jesus Christ, you hear him. It's what he told them, it's what he's telling us. That's why it's recorded. Go to uh, Luke chapter 24. And uh, this is where the two is on the road to Emmaus. And, and uh, Brother Don tells us about that and how their eyes or how their ears or how their hearts burn within them. Uh, but we see here the Lord coming to these, Luke 24. These, had, the Lord had, had uh, the tomb was empty. He had resurrected. And, and these two disciples was there at the tomb and everything. But now the tomb's empty. And they was on the road to Emmaus, downtrodden, depressed and everything. And uh, 24 and verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day into a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together all these things, which had happened. So they was talking about, you know, crucifixion, and now this grave's empty and everything. And I don't know what else Vernon they talked about, um, but they were talking about this. This, and well, probably one thing they were talking about, as we'd heard other ones talk about before, we thought he was going to be our king. We thought he's going to deliver Israel out from under this Roman government and so forth. And now he's dead. Verse uh, 15, And it came to pass, while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And their eyes were beholden that they should not recognize him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that you have one with another, and you walk and are sad? 
And, and the one of them, uh, whose name was uh, Cleophas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass uh, there in, in, in these days? And he said unto them, What things? Of course, our Lord knew. But... And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who uh, was a prophet mighty indeed, and uh, uh, word and, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. And we hoped that it had been him who should have redeemed Israel. They were looking for that earthly king. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company amazed us who were early in the, at the sepulcher. And we, that's interesting uh, to study that and read that. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. That's a lot to take in. For us today, knowing this, no, it's not. But for them, that's a lot to take in. And certain of those who were with us went to the sepulcher. And when that John Peter had the foot race and so forth. And certain of them who were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wait a minute. No, we believe what the prophets are spoken but they didn't understand it yet, did they? They did not understand it. And in verse 26, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into glory? And so our Lord was going to teach them. He was going to open their eyes. He was going to teach them these things, uh, that the prophets and so forth. And in verse 27, listen to where he started. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the thing concerning himself. Wouldn't you like to have that time and teaching? So the Lord was going to teach these two. They, they didn't understand yet. Although I thought this was going to be our king, deliver us and everything. They, just, they didn't understand yet. But our Lord is going to open their eyes. And open their understanding. Where did he start? Moses and the prophets. Who was represented at Mount Transfiguration? Moses and the prophets. Moses and Elijah. But he said, hear ye him. So now, here's Jesus telling, going into the law and the prophets, explaining about himself. Teaching these two and us the law and the prophets about himself. Again, you read the law of Moses, you don't see the word Jesus Christ in there. So what did, he, what did he teach about the law of Moses? Well, we don't have it all recorded, do we? Don't you think he taught them? Now, the law talks about the Sabbath. And I am your rest. I am your Sabbath. I... Uh, think he probably taught them about 
these mingled garments. He said, in the law, you're not to wear mingled garments. Your, whatever garment you're wearing has to be 100%. 100% cotton or 100% this or 100% linen. You don't mix it. And they probably were as I were for a long time. Well, why? <laughs> yeah, it says that, but why? Why can't we wear garments that are mingled of one or another? So as he was beginning at the, the law and the prophets teaching these two on the road to Emmaus, I think that's one of the things he brought up. He says, I am your covering. Don't mix it with anything else. Don't mix it with your works or anything else. I am your covering. Just as Adam and Eve, God made coats of skins to cover them. It wasn't blended. And there was shed blood to produce those skins. So, uh, and, and on and on. I'd love to, to, to have heard that. But beginning at the Law and Prophets. And, uh, but he, he opened their understanding to what the Law and the Prophets were teaching, were talking about. Um, well, we'll, I guess we will go any farther there. But, uh, and he probably told him, he probably told him about the, the uh, atonement money. No, the law, when I think, is when they got 20 years old, they had to give a half shekel of gold or silver. And it says, as for atonement for your soul. He probably told him, now listen, that's not the atonement for your soul. That's uh, pointing to me. And, and that, that uh, silver and so forth was put in the, in the building in the tabernacle. That was atonement money went in the building of the tabernacle, the tabernacle in the wilderness. So when they saw that, oh, that's, that's atonement. So even everything in the tabernacle was pointing to Jesus Christ. And no doubt, when he taught him uh, about uh, the law and so forth, and he went into the tabernacle and told him what, how all those things pointed to him, because it does. All things in the law and the prophets point to Jesus Christ, and that's what he was teaching them. Uh, so, our Lord was teaching these two, and he went to the law and the prophets. Transfiguration, the law and the prophets represented. But the, the order was, listen to him. Now the law and the prophets are true. But listen to him, what are the law and the prophets saying? Uh, oh gosh, real quick. Uh, John, uh, John chapter 1. We'll see uh, some others here that... Uh, the Lord is when he was calling out his disciples, calling out his first church. And uh, <clears throat> as he called them out, they spent time with him. He taught them things. So John, uh, let's jump over to 43, uh, 143. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find a Philip and say to him, follow me. You think that's the only word that was spoken? <laughs> Philip, follow me. I'm sure there was a lot of talking going on there. I'm sure the Lord was teaching Philip things right there as they were talking and everything. Well, how do you know what, what he uh, taught Philip? Well, I think it tells us. So is, we see what Philip did next. Now, Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip find Nathaniel. This is after Philip was called and spent time with the Lord. Philip finds Nathaniel and said unto him, We have found him 
of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Well, see, they didn't know that before. But in the law, they didn't see Jesus in the law before. The two on the road to Emmaus didn't see it before. But the Lord explained to them about, about the law and the prophets, about himself, about Jesus Christ. Uh, oh gosh, there's so many more scriptures I wanted to, to bring out on that. Don't have time. Uh, he said, he told me, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I come to fulfill it. So the Sabbath, he fulfilled it. All those other things, uh, uh, he, he fulfilled it. So why Moses and Elijah uh, at the Mount of Transfiguration, one represented the law, the other represented the prophets. And uh, both the prophets and the law spoke of Jesus Christ if he opens our eyes to it. They didn't understand it at that time. But that's the reason the law and the prophets, but the Lord said, hear ye him. This is my son, hear ye, hear ye him. So uh, if the Lord opens our eyes and, and understanding that, then we'll see Jesus Christ and the law and the prophets. And what did, what did the Apostle Paul say at uh, to the Corinthians? He says, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now he was... He was uh, on the witness stand before uh, what, Agrippa and, and, and uh, the other ones there because they were saying he was teaching against the law. He said, well, no, I'm teaching what the law actually declares. But what he taught of the law was Jesus Christ and him crucified. So, as he told them, hear ye him. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. Dismissed.